Hey there, big guy. You've just tuned into the Mediocrity Podcast, which means you're about to have a wow of a time. Before we get started, we thought it was an appropriate time to slip in a little disclaimer. What you're about to hear was put together to entertain. Some of it is fact, some of it's not. Some of it's funny, some of it's not. None of it is intended to cause offence or harm in any way. It is intended to make you laugh. If you can't appreciate a good laugh, maybe this isn't the podcast for you. If you can appreciate a good laugh, strap your thumbs and ankles, ask your non-binary life partner to hold your beer, give your mum a hug, we're about to celebrate your mediocrity. Welcome back to Mediocrity. Mediocrity episode two. Ben, we've been had a break. It's been Christmas, it's been New Year's. We've both had some vacation time, mate. How was the Christmas break? How was New Year's? What's been cracking? Fantastic, mate. Good, mate. We had a wow of a time. Christmas, uh, my wife and I went down to Newcastle. Yep. We're originally from. On the way down there, as you know, uh, had my first granddaughter. I'm aware of this. Yes. And I, I was going to get to that, but congratulations Very again. Very proud. Beautiful we'll little through. girl. I think she was seven pound six. Nevaeh is her name. Nevaeh Eve. Beautiful little lovely. girl. Been getting photos and videos every day. Lovely, Absolutely mate. lovely. Love the older we get, the softer we get. We do you know, get softer, really. exactly. And 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 Mubby's doing well. Good, Absolutely good. all over. It, Fantastic, mate. mate congratulations it. again. Thank you. And grandfather by the ripe old age of 43. 44. 44. So we that's end up it. in Newcastle. We end up close contact to a family yeah, member. Yeah, that was shit house, but that's the world we live in now, is isn't it? It is what it is. Yep. Had to go into, into yep. ISO for three days. Yep. It was only three days, so it doesn't matter. Well, I reckon you guys actually did quite well because mm. you were down there in the middle of the cesspit. That yeah. is uh, New South Wales COVID problem that's going. Bash the hornet's nest. Come Mate. away without a dint on you. I, in fairness, I wasn't in Newcastle that long because I did. I, I made. I drove thirty-one hours in seven days. Yeah, yeah which yeah, doesn't yeah, sound yeah. a hell of a lot but until you're is. the one behind the driving right, wheel. Right, then it sucks. Absolutely stuck in Newcastle for Christmas. Couldn't get into the hospital for the birth yep. and so forth, but yeah, we're there for, for a couple of days. Reasons, yep. And then back up here, I've since bought a house and moved. It's going to get to that as well. Congratulations, mate! You're Thanks, back buddy. on the homeowners registry. Because I mean, when you're having life-altering and changing events, you want to do it all at once, right? Because yeah, you got to pack them in Absolutely. the smallest amount of time as you can, right? <laughs> I live and die by that as well. Yeah. I can, I've got a couple of examples in my world where I yeah. can go through that also, mate. So, but um, congratulations on the house, by the thanks, way, mate. Buddy. What about yourself, mate? How mate, was uh, what did we do? We had a quiet Christmas this year. We were just, we were home. Typically, the last couple of years, uh, because I spent such a long time away from Australia, mm. uh, my, my lovely wife bought Christmas into our house for two years in a row because I hadn't been around family for such a long time. Yeah. So we did Christmas at our place. And those of you who know my lovely wife, she does not do things in halves. She's they do do it well, don't they? OTT. The yep. wives. She goes big and hard on yeah. it, mate. She's she's all in. Yeah. And and it's a it's an epic gala event. Yeah. But we went through two of those. Yeah. We did get, we, well, we suffered through. No, that's not the one. We had two of those at our house, which were epic and they were fabulous. Yeah. And this year we actually went to my brother-in-law and uh, we hung out with them for the day and it was lovely. Yeah, nice. It was a much quieter day than yeah, what yeah. it is at our place. Yeah. But yeah. It was terrific. I do like how the girls bring Christmas together because they I, do. I, I have to admit I, I'm a bit of a bar humbug and I. I am as well, mate. Part I'm as well. of I just 
don't have the energy or well, shit to do. Part of it is my birthday's then as well, and and I always end up driving halfway around the fucking countryside yep. at the same time. Yep. But I do like what they inject into the Christmas period. Like Michelle has this thing. Start of December, her and her and Mad Dog start watching Christmas movies. Same in our house. Yeah, and they yeah. try to try to watch one a day sort of thing, and it just my brings that joy the into thing. the household. You do know? you know what I've I've enjoyed a, um, since being home in Australia and getting married and and, and having a family is that Christmas Eve for mm. me in my past up until the age of 43 yep. was a thousand beers oh. probably in my backyard I might throw a steak on the barbecue uh, I'd probably watch some sport on TV whilst in a jacuzzi and go to bed and wake up Christmas Day and you know mm. walk around wondering what I'm going to do with myself this the, now Christmas Eve we always cook a ham yeah, nice. We cook a ham and we have panini panini sandwiches yep. uh, with ham and nice cheese and and uh, and then we sit down, we watch Elf yeah. and we watch Home Alone. Oh, I love Elf. Great My favourite Christmas. Great Actually, Christmas. tell a lie, Die Hard. Are my favourite. Ah, tried to do Die Hard this year, but uh, I'd had too many beers. Our stepdaughter, my stepdaughter rather, had it on in the theatre room. She sat us down and we lasted exactly <laughs> 10 minutes. And then, can't stay awake and go to bed. And I said, we'll watch this tomorrow. And we still haven't watched movies. <laughs> but we, we did try Die Hard. We did try. But Elf, Elf runs a very close second. Very mm. close. Mm. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Can't get enough of it. So, welcome back, mate. We had a bit of a break, both of us. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks between drinks. Now we're mm. in episode two, mate. It's good to be back in the chair. A few things to talk about, mate. Oh, What's yeah. been going on recently? Probably kick off with some recent events yep. uh, that we're all aware of. Let's start with Djokovic. Novak's Djokovic. Mm, not yeah, having it. What a wanker. Okay. Different set of rules for Dip- me. And that's what shits me. And that's what <laughs> oh, yeah. shits me. And people dance around this, but we're not going to because we'll call a spade a spade and it's mm. usually fucking black. Mm-hmm. But this wanker comes in, lies on all his passport stuff, passport, immigration documents, etc., etc. Turns up in Australia with, an, with a flagrant disregard for Australia and its people and thinks that because he's the number one tennis player in the world, the rules don't apply to him. To be clear, the Victorian government authorised him entering the country first. Is that right? I believe so. I don't think it was federal. What I'm getting from from all the news stories, I'm getting that Victorian government, yep, come on in, Buckeye. And then the feds got involved and said, hold the phone. Yeah, Scotty's like, Dan? Yeah, what are you doing, Dan? (laughs) You're making me look like a dickhead. Hang on, Scott, hang on. You're making a mountain out of molehill, mate. Yeah, but that was bullshit, honestly. Yeah. And and the thing is, and then all of a sudden the media, which I just entertains me no end, the media reach out to the people in Serbia to see what they think about it. Oh. Of course they're going to be Of course they're going to be blowing up. Absolutely. And then you've got this guy saying, oh, this is a shame on Australia and a stain on their people and well, fuck off. So my thing is, was it an exercise in misdirection? And if it was, what were they misdirecting us from? Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting point. Because, I mean, I don't want to be the conspiracy theorist. No. However, Scott Morrison, love him or hate him, you don't get to that position without being an intelligent guy. Absolutely. And you particularly don't get to that position without the ability of knowing how to manipulate a situation to your advantage. Spin it. So, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I really think, I I know. There was a conversation behind doors. Had to have been. That went, fuck, we've got to take the heat off this thing. How are we going to do do it? How do we divert this? Let's fuck Djokovic. Yeah. Let's fuck with him for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone will go up in arms. (laughs) Australia loves sport. They'll grab all of their attention and we can just slip this under the radar. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Are you aware of the code browns that have come in at the moment? I did see that. What is it? I didn't read into it because I just thought it was a buzzword. Overarchingly, a code brown is is, is shit critical, basically. If If you have a hospital 
system that has been declared in a code brown situation. Yeah. That means that there is an absolute shortage of staff, that the, the, the whatever pandemic or whatever situation that you're dealing with is, is out of control. Yeah. They have the ability then to call in whoever is on leave, vacation. And this is a thing? Like every hospital has, oh, knows no, what no, a code brown every, is? Every hospital, apparently every hospital does know. Okay. Uh, depending on the, right. on the state, it may be called something I different. feel like mediocrity needs a code brown of its own. Well, However, yeah. that code brown would be so fucking extreme that it would cross borders for a lot of people. <laughs> it would be... cross hemispheres, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. But yeah, essentially a code brown means that you have anybody's out all, all hands back at the hospital yeah, right. to, uh, to get back on. Because I, I saw a mention of that in the last day or so in the papers, yeah, yeah, but I just real. thought it was bloody clickbait, so it's, I didn't bother. No, it's real and it's, it, it's, a, it's a shit situation. But kudos to all those hospital health workers out there. That Absolutely. Are Thank you. Thank you for looking after mm. us. Yeah, so Dokovic, just one last thing on that, which I thought was interesting. Actually, two last things. Number one, he's he's claimed that he had COVID in December. Early December. Early December, right? So therefore, he's okay to come into the country. I saw a report where he was even out shaking hands and kissing babies. Indeed, he he knew he was in Spain. Yeah. Yep. He was out doing that in Spain. Photographs everywhere of him actually out in society, mm. not isolating, no, oh, but, no okay. face mask. That's fine. No, nothing. But he's the world's number one tennis player, yeah. so that's okay. And then, interestingly enough, on the news the other morning, as I'm usually pouring and scouring through the newspapers uh, early in the morning before I start my day, uh, I came across this article, which was in the uh, in Reuters online, and it reported that Novak Dokovic and his wife own 80% of a research company that is called called QuantiBioRes, and this company is working on a cure for the COVID virus. So this guy's ignoring COVID, saying it's not real, but then him and his wife own 80% of a company that's trying to cure what they're saying isn't real. Mate. Makes absolutely no sense. Sounds like pure coincidence. And now this wanker (laughs) wants to sue the Australian government for $6 million because of them kicking him out Mm. and he couldn't play tennis Mm. in. Do you believe that he, he deserves to have his travel costs and so forth reimbursed? No. No? No. Do you, do you think that he can afford those travel costs? I do. I think he can. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's reimbursed at all. The, I, the dude lied on his paperwork. The devil's in the detail, though. Yeah. Like, I wonder how much of this was Victorian government saying, we need a big draw card, we need something going on oh, right the now. the Australian Open. He's, he's the number one. Like, yeah, yeah. get that. And it's good I for I wonder how much. That's where the line is for yeah. me. Where that line sits. Who did what first? And that line on that for me is that if we had have let him stay, and I say we because we're all Australians, right? Yeah. If we had have let him stay, does that then totally undermine all of the vaccination policies that we have? Completely. I think Absolutely. Absolutely. In my my mind, it does. It was basically saying that it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. And it's similar to what happened here, like as I think we spoke about on the last episode or whatever. You know, NRL flying plane loads of people in when when the rest of the state's on lockdown and and you and I can't leave. Yeah, we can't go 20 minutes south here to two heads. But they can. But they can come across the border. That's Australia, mate. That's Australia. We like a fair go. Everyone gets the same opportunity. Absolutely unbelievable. So will he be back and do we care? So I read somewhere that there's potentially a three-year suspension on a visa. I don't know if I'm out... Is three years enough to kill the pain? (laughs) To to deaden the memory? I don't know. I'm not sure about that one, mate. Do we think that he's he's, he's worthy of coming back in this time next year to play again? Mm. Depends on what the pandemic... Depends what the global situation is like, but I do think maybe three years is a little harsh. I'm sure that's a policy somewhere within when you have a visa revoked, then there is that suspension time. I think we'll let the... I'd like to see him come back. Do I? I think he's a tremendous sportsman. Oh, yeah. I'm not not arguing. Good for the country, good for the sport, good for the fans, good for what 
whatever. I'd like it. Good for, good for international relations. Do you know what would have been great for international relations and for the sport? As if Novak Dokovic had said, do you know what, guys? I understand Australia's position. Mm. I understand that you are a vaccination. What's happened has happened, but I will take my racket and my balls. It's a very good And point. I will jump on that first-class ticket on the Emirates flight from Melbourne to Dubai. See you next year, guys. That's we would have won. Well done, Novak. Well done. Yeah. See you next year, buddy. Very good point. But he didn't I, do that. I've been mean, barring the fact that uh, someone of authority in Australia has obviously said to him at some point of time, I can get you in. That needs to be, net, that yeah. needs to be vetted, yeah. Other than that, I, I, I completely agree with you. Front the media and go, hey, you know, this is really shit and I don't like it and you don't like it and, and it's inconvenient yeah. and it's yeah. all of these things. Yeah. However, I knew Australia's position before I come to the country. I knew that it wouldn't be easy i knew that i'd have to jump through hoops i knew but he's not done any of those any of that in fact he pushed back on all of it yeah and he was a dick about it yeah so and particularly when you raise something like what was that company name the 80 percent stake yeah quanti bio res working on a covid yeah uh not vaccine cure 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 and funny that i just i just happened to find it deep in the internet the other morning at around five o'clock in the morning i was like oh my god this is interesting now mind you so novax has got on a a plane and and pissed off back to serbia yep right now he's he's arrived to a hero's welcome there and then he's immediately jumped on another plane and gone to montenegro where he's been filmed kissing people and uh shaking hands and having photos and he's just back on the novax uh train train. whatever yep Yep. i don't blame him I, I, I think it was a very un, unfortunate set of circumstances. I think a few people fucked up along the way, Novak oh, included. Absolutely. I think the post-mortem on this one will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but we won't get to hear about it. I mean, it, it, just, it, it just plays into the continuing theme. And you and I have intentionally tried to stay away from the COVID conversation, but it, it just plays into they still don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, And another example of that is how the Queensland government rolled back the border restrictions only a week or so ago, right? Yep. So no more, uh, no more bloody border pass required, yep. no more PCR tests within nope. a couple of days of crossing the yep. border. And there was a third thing. I can't remember what the third yep. thing was they rolled back. But anyway, there went no more of that. Yep. However, if I go down the pub now, yep. I still have to show my vaccine passport. Correct. But I don't have to show it to get into the state. Right. So you, what you're but doing... But to go and buy a beer, you do. Yeah, to yeah. go and buy a beer, And you still have to check in with your, with your uh, QR code. And I've still got to wear masks yep. everywhere that I go. Yep. But you're letting people in that you, you don't even know what their vaccination status is whatsoever. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're still applying pressure to small business yep. to manage these things for yeah. you. But outside that doorway, it's open slot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's no consistency in it it well, just it's a fucking popularity contest i'm glad you brought this up because i actually laughed out loud in my car yesterday afternoon when i was driving mm. uh down the m1 yeah there was a a news report on a local radio station i won't say which one it was but it, they were interviewing a small business owner restaurant owner yep cafe restaurant owner in service paradise okay and this guy's got on and said oh my god i'm gonna lose my business now because all my staff have got covid i can't open my doors i've got no supplies i've got all these bills coming we should never have opened the borders. Why did we open the borders? Right. They're the same people, people. who fucking one, two months ago were yep. screaming yep. Open, the borders, open, open the borders, open the borders, open the borders because of the tourism is down. Yep. And now they're saying, yep. well, you guys open the borders and I'm going to lose my yeah. business now. It's just like, you can't win. Yeah. It's just a lose-lose. The biggest impact on me recently is my butcher has only been opened about three days a week. Now that is a medical emergency. I know. That's a Absolutely. code brown. That's a code brown. <laughs> yes, it is. All butchers who are on right. leave, if they're, if they're on holidays, yep. should be called back to the context, shop. Context Keep for the listeners, context. that's what a code brown that looks like. That is a like. code brown for yeah. 
yeah. there, mate. Right there. <laughs> right there. So Djokovic has had his, had his turn. He's, uh, he's out of the country. I saw a story last night saying switching codes to NRL. Love it. Uh, Jesse Bromwich. Did ah, you see that? No, I did not educate me. Signed with the Dolphins, 2023. Ooh, really? Yeah. That's a good buy. It is a good buy, a not good a bad buy. utility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, You'd rather no, the no. other Bromwich. But, I would uh, like that, yep. But, but he, um, he goes all right. Yeah, he goes all right as well. Who are the other couple I saw in the last couple of days? There's a couple of signings. Bromwich was one of them. you got your new starters getting around this year. So you got Matt Burton who will be starting with the Bulldogs yeah, this dogs, year. Filthy dogs, yep. That's a shame, Matt. Um... Hope your mum still loves you. May not after this. <laughs> she may not, mate. She may not. Foxy. Foxy's at uh, at the Bulldogs this year as well. Yeah, and I, do you know what? I reckon that's their best buy so far. Yeah. I, I am a fan of the Fox. Yeah. I think the Fox brings a bit of personality to the game, especially on the edges. Yeah. And he's a really good footballer too. Don't get me he's wrong. Just he's just a, a happy really kid, mate. That's what he's I love about him. He's always happy. And he can run a ball. Yeah. I think he I think he was the best buy on the market Absolutely. this season and especially yeah. with someone like the dogs. Yep. As much as I hate to yeah. as much as I hate to admit. You need a strong spine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I How about good. Blake Ferguson? Oh, old, nose, old nose candy oh. Ferguson. Now this come back to fresh of mind because yep. I read another article last yep. night. I didn't realise this. So yeah, what was it now? Uh three weeks ago, yep. probably. He got done for a small amount of cocaine in yep. the pocket. In uh, in my old stomping grounds, yeah. Rapongi. Yeah. yeah. In the uh, in, in a restaurant and uh, someone said something he didn't like. So he, Yeah, he had a swing at yeah. Yeah, 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 punch yeah, on. Belt which them. is very, very anti-Japanese culture just to punch on. I, I'd imagine so. Absolutely very not. conservative culture. Yep. Now, when I read this article last night, and I actually went back and read it a second time to see if I'd missed something, he's been in jail ever since that incident. He has, So we're yeah. talking about three weeks now. Yeah, so it yeah. hasn't been able to get out on bail. Something that I would assume you're afforded in, in a country like Australia, yep. unless you're carrying like a kilo or something for that effect. No, but from what I understand, zero tolerance. all he had yeah, was like still in jail. Yeah, a small little baggie. Yeah. Um, still in jail. No mention of when he's going to get out of jail. Yep. Like that's why I reread the article. I'm like, did yep. I miss something? Is there a court date or something? There was no mention of a court date and no mention of when he's getting out. Yep. Because yep. he's uh, <laughs> what it, what the article did mention was he's still hopeful that he might pick up an NRL contract. Oh, that's out the window now. His, his career's done. His <laughs> hey, career's done, Blake. We like you, mate. You're a good lad. I, You're yeah, a, yeah, oh. yeah. But I, I think that a lot of people overlook the underlying um, feat of magnificence here. Mm. Have you seen the shape of his snorkel? Oh. How did he actually get that gear into long his way sinuses yeah. and, and, and into those maxillary sinuses through yeah. that S-bend? Yeah. And that, that's incredible. That's he must have one of those flexi straws. Yeah. From, uh, you, look from, up, you look up his left nostril <laughs> and you'll see a sign that says slippery when wet. <laughs> <laughs> it's that fucking, that's exactly right. It's that mate. bendy, mate. That's exactly right. But, yeah, very antisocial behaviour. And, and Blake, you'll be eating uh, cold rice and, and nori seaweed. You know, what that, you know what that nose says to me, though? That says to me, commitment. That's commitment, That yeah. says... I'm not fucking fixing care. this thing just yet. This is going to get worse before yeah. it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> it's commitment. I do admire That's that. That's exactly right. I yeah. do admire that. Blake, we're a massive fan of you as a sportsman, mate, but I'm not sure about your behaviour in Tokyo. Welcome on the podcast when you get out of yeah. jail. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Texas. Sports, while we're on sports, UFC 270. Yeah. Uh, this is your domain, mate. Yeah. Talk me through what I you love think this here. Stuff. I, I need to develop my UFC repertoire. Yep. 270. So 270s on tomorrow, yep. uh, Sunday. We've got uh, the heavyweight clash, right? So we have uh, two of the ultimate heavyweights that I've ever seen. I'm a massive fan of combat sports. Yep. Dating, but it started with boxing. You yep. know, when I was a teenager, absolutely fascinated with punching people in the face. Yep. Not me personally, You're but just a big fan of pugilism. Oh, love it! These guys are fucking machines, yep, like they I've are. never seen they before. Are. 
So you've got Francis Ngannou. I think Francis is coming off 16 and 0. Impressive. He's winning. Yeah. He's a big lad. He's got massive shoulders. And when he starts throwing those shoulders and moving those hips, you're going to get knocked out. Yeah. Like he's got massive fists. You can see you can see the power just when he's fucking moving these things around. Then you've got Cyril Garn on the other hand. Both of these guys used to train together. Yep. Um, Nationalities. Cyril's French. Yep. I think Ngannou, Ngannou speaks French, but I'm not sure if he's Nigerian or something. Mm, okay. yep. I'm not quite sure. Sorry if I caused the heavyweight champion of the world any offence by speculating on his, <laughs> on his nationality. Uh, yeah, don't hit me, yeah. please. <laughs> but Cyril has a kickboxing background. Yep. He's been world champion kickboxer for something like 10 years. Yep. His record right now within the UFC is something like 10 and 0. Yeah. Cyril has a fight IQ for a big man. Remembering yep. we don't, we're not as agile. He has a fight IQ for a big man like I've never seen before. Yep. It's like he, he, he spends the first round watching you yep. and the second round pulling so to define a fight IQ is that he he, he develops a strategy as the fight's going. He can, on he can see the he can see the moves coming. He yep. can read the punches. He can yep. read the body action. He can see where he needs to yep. be, where you're gonna be after you finish swinging your punch, mm. and that's where he's landing yep. each time. Like he's just he, he, you can see him doing it in the ring. You can yep. see him pick this guy apart and move. For a heavyweight, moves like a lightweight, mate. Like nothing I've ever seen for. Dangerous. Light on the feet, in and out of the pocket, no fear about getting hit. Yep. Landing punches while he's in there, kicks, knees to the head, the whole lot. Whereabouts is this fight being held? Is it in Vegas? Uh, Vegas, yeah. It's in Vegas, yeah. yeah. So my money, I haven't actually checked the numbers. I think it'd have to be favouring Ngannou yep. at this point, just because he's such a big machine. But I'm going to put it on Cyril for a knockout. You're going to go for the upset, are you? Yeah, I'm going to go the upset. Yep. I'm going to say that Cyril's going to spend a bit of time reading him and yep. picking him apart in the first yep. round and then he's going to get in on the and inside he'll get on the inside land a few uppercuts land a few hooks and I think I'm going to make a big call and say Francis goes down in round two. round two round two really of five yeah round two of five yeah he's out okay what time does this spectacular event happen tomorrow usually uh, coverage starts at about 10 o'clock you've morning. got yep. yeah you've got about probably five or six pre-fights yeah. sort of thing so you're about three yeah so, yeah. so typically so, yeah two so in Vegas that would be 10 o'clock in the morning is around Saturday Saturday night. For Saturday night at around yeah. uh, five yeah. in the afternoon. Always That's good seven show. hours difference. You'll have to come watch one. I know you're not a big fan of uh, body combat. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of contact sport. I find yep. that the UFC is going to have a lot of questions to answer in the next 25 years out. Oh, yeah, uh, with absolutely. The, um, you know, traumatic... Um, Brain injuries. Yep, that, yep. So I, I always found that very hard. Yeah. I, I have a medical background. With tiny so. gloves as well. Yeah, tiny gloves. You feel that. Yeah. I, I, I've yep. actually done a bit of boxing yep. with normal-sized gloves. I, I, yep. I don't know if you do. And you can feel those hits. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah, feel yeah, those quite those, solid. Just the knuckle gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've got a story to tell you, right? So... As we mentioned at the top of the episode, we recently moved house. God awful experience just because it's moving house. Oh, it's the worst. The, 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 yeah, it's exactly. The worst. Lots of shit going on. Did it over the space of, I think, two days. Yep. And then, you know, the, the next it's three or four days, unpacking boxes yep. and finding where shit's going to go. Yep. So, my dog, Frank Costanza. Frank Costanza is 11 months old now, I think, thereabout. Absolute weapon. Dead set dickhead. He's a unit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> He's unique. When we were moving in, I noticed there was this like orange 
orange strap around the the gate. There's uh, like almost like a dog's collar okay. strap sort of thing. Uh, oh, whatever. Okay. Anyway, put him in the backyard. I'm going to and from houses, moving boxes. Come back, uh, have a have a blow for a minute, and I think I'll go out and throw the ball for Frank for five minutes. Yep. Walk out there, and he's not there. No, Frank. And if anyone's bought a purebred dog yep. in the last few years, you know how much they've only got. Yeah. There's a main road 200 meters up the street from yep. us, sort of thing. And Damn it. So Michelle's out there. I'm out there, and yep. she's going one way down the street. I've gone the other. I've not got 20 meters from yep. our place, right? And uh, there's a bloke standing across the road in front of his place. Now, I'll tell you, his house was what caught my eye yep. in this street, where, yep. even before we bought the joint. A, because he has a caravan on his front lawn. Oh, wow, on the really? nature strip. Yeah, that's always which. I can't be sure just yet. I'll come back to you on this, but I do believe someone is living in that caravan. In the caravan yeah. on the nature strip. Then inside his fence, inside uh, his front yard, is also what I'd assume to be about a 10-man tent. Oh, wow. Fully set up, pegged down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like the Ashton uh, Circus. Yeah, there. hunkered down for the really the serious weather. <laughs> this thing has ropes coming off it all over the place. So <laughs> in just the as, front yard. Yeah, so just as you drive up and down the street, these are the first two things that catch your eye, right? I'm walking down the street looking for Frank. I've yelled out to him and said, G'day, mate, how you going? Uh, looking for a black and white dog. Have you seen him? And he went, oh, yeah, he's over here. He's in, he's in my yard. He just wandered over. Oh, oh great. Thank Thanks, God. mate. So I walk over. G'day, mate. My name's Benny. How you going? And uh, we won't use his real name. Yep. Let's call him Bruiser. 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 G'day, mate. My name's Bruiser. How you doing, Bruiser? <laughs> yeah, good, mate. First thing's out of Bruiser's mouth. No exchanging pleasantries. No, you know, it's a nice day. Do you yep. think we're going to get some rain? No, nothing. Yep. Just letting you know, me and the missus fight a bit. First thing you said. First thing out of, his out of his mouth. You know his name's, let's just call him Bruiser. <laughs> and then he just go, I'm blue and misses a lot. Uh, and I was sort of stood Welcome there to the cold case. And going, yeah, yeah, no, we all do that a bit every now and then, don't we? You know, and he's like, no, I'm just, I'm just letting you know because, you know, it gets a bit loud sometimes. So I'm thinking to myself, it fucking gets a little, in your interpretation, it gets a little bit loud and you're worried I'm going to hear. I'm going to hear you in my fucking lounge room tonight. How far away is this? Residents as your the, as the door. crow flies, yep. probably 30, 40 meters. Okay, yeah, gotcha. okay. We got a taste for it. Yep. yep. First night. We, oh, you've actually yeah, you've yeah. actually experienced some of it. But Bruce has gone on. Uh, yeah, me and me misses me and me misses fight. Uh, fight a little bit, just letting you know. How old is Bruiser? Bruiser would be late 50s, yep, early gotcha. 60s. Yep. Do you reckon Bruiser knows his way around a Forex uh, gold card? I reckon, I'll tell you what, he doesn't know his way around. Yep. The toothbrush. <laughs> He was missing a few. I'm telling Dead you. Dead set. Really? <laughs> not that the, not yep. that the teeth make the man. Yep. Okay? Yep. He uh, doesn't. He, <laughs> it really is a toothbrush. <laughs> that he He's like, she's got a bit of a bit of disability. I, I don't know what that is. He didn't go in it. God, God help her if it's something serious. She's got a bit of a disability, so she's a little bit housebound. I like to get out and socialise a little bit. Oh. And uh, yep. she just thinks that Take I'm. Take that tooth out of the town. <laughs> I like to get out a little bit, and she just thinks that I'm fucking everyone. We don't she, want to judge people on appearance. She thinks I'm a hot. <laughs> Piece of ass <laughs> on the Gold Coast. <laughs> his mobile mobile phone number yeah. is that hottest number on the on yeah. the Dunny doors at the at the Coolangatta Tavern, is it? Very good time. Very good time, Corp. And oh, the next thing is oh, and me don't even get me started on my stepson. Lazy fuckwit. Absolute. La I'm thinking, mate. I've known oh, you been for, here for thirty seconds. Yeah. 
Right. I'm just here for my dog. Have you You're seen the dog, by the, the way? Dog, mind you, Bruce. Have is, you eyeballed your dog yet? This is how much of a fuckwit Frank is. Yeah. Bruce is giving him a bone. Frank's over there fucking chewing on the bone, letting this idiot chew my ear quite happily. <laughs> While he's yeah. on the bone. I'll be over here eating the yeah. fucking bone when you're done with the dead head. He's your we problem, might, Dad. Yeah, we might yeah. come home. What do you reckon? But so that, Frank's fine. Yeah, perfectly fine. Absolutely fine. Time, time limit from when you acknowledge Frank is absent. AWOL, <laughs> and by the time you're actually finished getting to know Bruiser and his wife, I've, and I've, Frank's on a bone, how long? I wrapped it up pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably about three minutes. <laughs> I've got a thing, Bruiser. I've, I've, I've just right in the middle of something, yeah. mate. You've caught me at a bad I'll come step. back to you. Yeah. But we'll continue this. Yeah. But just remember where you're up to. The yeah. deadhead shit son. The, yeah, yeah, the, the stepson. We'll continue son. that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was the introduction to your first person you met in yeah. the street. Yeah. The street is, how do I say this? The, the street has its good pockets and its yep. bad pockets. Bruiser's a lovely bloke. Yeah. Lovely bloke. Bruce I'll have a beer great. with him one day. Bruiser will be you great. Know? Yeah. He's okay. Now, have you met your immediate neighbours yet? It's always good to no. meet neighbours when you move in. This is, I've always found this a bit of a thing, actually. Your neighbours either want to or they don't. And most often when they see me, often they don't. <laughs> I find that hard to believe, man, because it only takes 10 seconds of talking to you and yeah. you realise that you're a, you're a beautiful man. Thank you very much. But I, I've, um, I've found that it's People are judging me know. on my appearance unfairly, I might <laughs> add. Unfairly, yes, mm. absolutely. Quite man. an attractive man. Absolutely. Well, that's, I haven't even gone down that road yet, but you yeah. are correct. I've always thought that you, you, your best allies where you live are your neighbours. Absolutely. Because they will look yep. after you if you look after yep. them. And um, I got to the point where if there was someone parked outside my house, mm. my neighbours would ring my cell phone at work. Oh yeah. Do you know a guy who's driving that's out me. a... A 2003 model Charger. Yep. Like, no, no idea who it is. Yep. We'll call the cops for you, don't worry. No, I'll go out there and confront him. Well, well they do that as well, yeah. actually. Yeah, they go out there and talk to him. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I'm doing? the same. And I did it at the place that we were just at. Yep. I will treat your property like I own Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. If yeah. we're mates, and what it happens to you next door, yeah, it could exactly happen to right. me as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is probably a, a, a perfect segue to launch into that story about uh, when you and I were living together in Mudrabar. Hilarious. And uh, old mate across the road that didn't like waving. Faculty court. Loved so. Loved it. Is this the story about the day that there was a flood on and we were sitting in the garage yes. drinking beers because there's nothing else to do? We yeah. were literally flooded in and all my bodies bins down. That's the one. We, Ports and I, we mentioned in the last episode, I met Ports through my cousin. Those guys had gone to school together, good mates. I had an unfortunate uh, breakdown uh, in relationship with my ex partner. Long story short, I moved away from where I was up to the Gold Coast, basically 800 k's away, to get a little bit of sanity, to get a little bit of separation. Bit of fresh air. In that situation, I was living in a backpacker for about nine or ten months which yep. is another story in itself lots of stories there uh, oh wow but Ports found this out and it's like what the fuck are you doing bro like just yeah, come live with me for a while you'll be don't fine don't do that yeah, yeah. Uh, so we did as you say we had a habit of sitting in the garage drinking tinnies yep because that's what Australian men do, Red isn't it? Red-blooded carnivorous males do, yeah. That's what I was exposed yeah. to. That was my experience mm. almost every afternoon. Almost. Couple of cans. Out there, mm. couple of cans, a little bit of a chat. Anyway, After work. Yeah. Across the cul-de-sac lives a young bloke whose parents probably didn't um, didn't didn't do as good a job as they could have in, in educating him around talking to your neighbours and communicating yeah. and, and yeah. being nice to people yeah. and saying hello. When yeah. someone says hello to you, it's polite to say hello back. He was a little... He was a a little socially awkward, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit. And for those of you that know me, know that I'm an antagonist in that situation. Uh, <laughs> so, so true. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny. Oh, so continue. This one afternoon, there was a, we'd had a whole, I forgot about the rain, we'd had a whole shitload of rain and it was flooding about the place. Well, it was flooding. Knocked off early? No, no, couldn't go to work. Yes. Couldn't go to work. Oh, actually, 
I stand corrected there. You couldn't go to work. You were working construction at the time. I was working at a medical facility on the Gold Coast. I went to work. Work was flooded. That's right. The car park had flooded. Uh, I turned around and went straight to the bottle shop and bought a box of beer and went straight <laughs> home again. <laughs> where I found you in the garage drinking the last of the beers out of the fridge anyway. So Thank God I got that yeah. box of beer and bought it thank home. Bought, yeah. Thank God, yeah. That's how that happened. So old mate from across the road, like this has been going on for a, a couple of weeks or so. Ports and I are sitting there in the garage having a couple of beers and as he drives up uh, he's finished work he's coming home for the afternoon we big wave dave in yep big G'day wave mate. dave Hi, Hi, buddy. <laughs> and every time he would look he would look i remember he yeah, would look. He, knew, he knew we were there he knew that we were fucking waving yeah. to him it's a chose. fucking cul-de-sac yeah. there was nowhere to go exactly. he knew we were there but he wouldn't respond no wave no blatantly ignore no, us nothing at all and it was the big wave dave mm, you yeah. can't go past the big G'day wave buddy. This one particular afternoon, he's come home. He's parked his car in the driveway after we've waved to him and he's ignored us and up he's gone and he's grabbing the bins to bring down his bin night. <laughs> so as he's walking down the driveway, I thought, fuck you, Jack. You're going to talk to us whether you like Today's it or not. Today's the day. Yeah. So I've just given him a little bit of, oh, g'day, mate. I see you taking the bins out, are you? To which this look of fucking absolute disgust has come across his face. He's like, what, what do you reckon I'm fucking doing, idiot? I'm walking down the fucking driveway with two fucking bins. Pissing you reckon? Right. Yeah. He looks up and he just goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone back with a little bit of, oh, it must be bin night, is it? <laughs> to which he looks up again. Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I might take mine out. What do you reckon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it goes on. And on and on. That dude, he absolutely fucking hated us. But what did he do from that day forward? He started to at least acknowledge the big wave, Dave. G'day, boys. Yeah. Guys, and, and I feel life. like we actually got somewhere that I day. I, I still like. think he's a dickhead. Mm-hmm. That didn't change, Mm-mm. but at least we broke him down. Yeah, absolutely. We broke him down. I, I'm moulding him for the future. Yep, yep, mm. absolutely. He'll be a better person absolutely. when I'm done. Yeah. Speaking of neighbours, um, where you you uh, you know where I live. I, I live on Acreage, uh, northern of the Gold Coast. Uh, so I have a couple of they're quite big blocks. Yep. I don't have neighbours that are right on top of us, but they're within a reasonable distance away. You can see uh, them. They, you can absolutely see them, yep. uh, but you can't hear them, mm. uh, and they don't encroach on what you do. I have a cardiologist who lives on one side. I have a guy who owns a construction company lives above me and I live on a corner block. So the interesting part now that is that the only contact I have with my neighbours is through my dog, Daisy. Right. Because Daisy gets out and about. Yep, she gets out and about, right? And they love her because she's a nice dog. But she gets out and when she's out, everybody knows Daisy's out (laughs) because there's only one way into our estate and one way out. There's no through traffic. It's just all the people who live there. If my front gate's open and disc goes out, She's going for At a At least run. she's not going far. She's not going far, yeah, no. Yeah. But I find her in my neighbour's yards. She gets locked in there. She somehow <laughs> finds a way into the yard but can't find a way out. So then I'll go, geez, I haven't seen my dog for a while. Where is she? Walk outside, yell out, and all of a sudden you'll see this little head pop up in a paddock somewhere <laughs> yeah, right. down the road. She might be over the road with the Clydesdales. Loves the Clydesdales. Really? Yeah, we have three, four Clydesdales <laughs> live across the road. We've got a couple of horses down the road. If there's a horse, she's mm. on that horse. I'm not chasing her around. Not chasing her, just no, hanging no, out. just wants to hang out. Right Every now and again, doesn't mind rolling in the poop because she thinks that smells like Chanel 5. Oh. Yeah, but that's okay. Bugalos has to wash curly it. fur too. Yeah, like yeah. So she'll it's, get it's, in it's there a, and mat. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, she is the neighbourhood glue. She brings everybody together. I like that. Yeah. Frank's, Frank Costanza is a little bit that yep. way here. I think I've told you. Every time a delivery guy turns up here, Frank wants to fuck him. 
Well, that's always nice. Just a little bit of... Should, they should feel comfortable. <laughs> that's a legitimate story, by the way. By, Every by, time. By the way, are you going to get char- charged with a sexual assault? <laughs> we had his nuts removed, so I'm hoping that it, it dissipates from here. But there would be, for the listeners, where we're recording is uh, in a, a like an industrial-style shed sort of thing, and there's uh, probably 10, 12 units here. So you can imagine the amount of deliveries we get each a day. Lot. Like, there would be yep. minimum 15 delivery guys here each day. And Frank's fucking every one of them. <laughs> Frank's out there saying good day to every single one of them. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. This won't take long. <laughs> ah, Frankie boy. Anyhow. Good stuff. I want to circle back around on a topic that you promised me there a while ago. Yeah. Uh, when you are on, you just got back from vacation. You just got back into Palm Beach, and uh, you you were exhausted. You weren't feeling great. Mm. I pinged you. I said, "Hey, buddy, what's going on? Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday, Happy New Year, all that good stuff." And I said, "What are you doing today?" And you said, "I'm on my way down for a massage." Mm. I'll come back to you after the massage. You did come back to me. You said, let me tell you about the massage. It's a topic for mediocrity. <laughs> like nothing I've Proceed. ever had before. Talk me through it, mate. I, I, I'm, I'm a big massage guy, but I don't but often But you're not a time. real touchy-feely guy. No. Which I, is a bit of an oxymoron. For it me is. Because massage is a bit... I, I like it because it brings me relief. Okay. Uh, I'm just talking about the massage. I'm not talking about the ending. I'm okay. talking about the massage. I was going to go there, you went there first. Okay, yeah. Cool. And what I'm sick of doing is going to these, and for lack of a better term, I don't want to offend the ties, but these Thai massage places. Yeah, okay. Because I often feel there's not much technique to it. Yeah. All they're doing is rubbing and tugging and, well, <laughs> rubbing and... Uh, Your words, not mine. <laughs> there's no method to the madness. Like, often it feels they're just all over the place and they're just doing what they think probably feels yep. good. So this time I wanted to go to someone that, you know, actually has some education or, or, or experience. Yep. So I went to a massage place. So I've turned up. Name suggested that it was a professional outfit and yep. straight down the line. Yep. Sure enough, the lady who was probably, had a guess, I don't want to offend, but probably... 60, 65-ish okay. sort of thing. Lovely lady. So we go into the into the massage room, take my clothes off, get on the table. And one of the first things she says to me is, and I can't remember the word that she used, I am something voyant, like clairvoyant. But okay. not but not but it was cla- a clairvoyant. Not clairvoyant. It was something else. Okay. I was like, Okay, by this time I'm face down on the massage table with the face through the hole. Yeah, so you're not in a position to actually ask for an explanation. Well, I did. Or clarification. You did. Because I was like, hang on, on, what does that mean? What does that mean? What is that word you just used? What does that mean? And she said, "Um, as I'm massaging you, your energy travels through me and what you'll find is I, I can draw the toxins out of your body. That sounds great. And the form that that escapes my body is you'll hear me start to burp. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Did, did, does, uh, it, does, does the hot air only rise or does it go down as well? <laughs> well considering the noise that was coming out, I, I can't be certain which which hole it was coming so, from. <laughs> and what, you also got your face in the hole. Did you lift your head up? I did. Okay. At that point, when she said, you'll hear me start to burp, I lifted my head up and tilted over one shoulder and was like, uh, so by burping, you mean like uh, physical sort of? Yep. And she's like, yep, yeah, yep. yeah. She said, don't be alarmed. It happens all the time. She said, you know, I'll, I'll Remarkable. just... Remarkable. Yeah, mate, she got started. Yep. And you would have sworn there was a fucking pipe in the back end supplying the air. Yeah, is that right, mate? She was belching like a fucking Belgian. You had a lot of toxins in there, really. 
and you could hear it was coming. It was coming from deep down in the diaphragm. So she's she's on the shoulders, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The thumbs in the shoulders, and then that's just being 20, absorbed. 20, 30 minutes, mate. Absorbed upper four, hands, forearm. 20, 30 minutes. And she's belched her way through this massage. To the point where five minutes in, I went, hang on a second. Yeah, she Marge, took a, she Marge, took a, hang on. She took her hands off and I once again pulled my face out of the hole, leaned over my shoulder and said, if you blow chunks on me, this is not going to fucking end well. Is this normal? That's what I said to her. Is this, no, this amount of belching, what you're I've doing right now? I've never heard of this is before. It, neither have I. I've never. I've seen some weird shit. I, I actually went there because after all that driving, yeah. I had this. Uh, I had this. I, I put it down to environmental because when I sleep, I put my arm up under the pillow yep. sort of thing and yep. I feel like I trap a nerve in the back of my shoulder blade. Do, for sure. So this went on for 30 minutes. Yeah, 30, 30 minutes. minutes. I'm not even kidding you. Hour massage, at least half the time, it was... Do you reckon that she had like a big bottle of Coke or Fanta off to the side there that she was just like, she just rub it and just take a big gulp back? It's all part of the experience. Yeah, and just make yeah. it part of the experience. Makes, it makes it authentic, I would Maybe. like to think. Maybe. When well, I stand over the I've, top of people and belch... Yeah, that means I've got, I'm getting your toxins out. I'd go back, to be honest. I would go back. I'm still fucking weirded out about the whole fucking thing. Oh, my um, God. It was I've really strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shook her hand when yeah. she was done. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell you a story that actually makes me laugh about my lovely wife. We were at uh, a resort here on the Gold Coast a few weeks back, and uh, we hadn't had a break for a long time. We just decided to get away for a couple of nights. So as part of the resort, they have a spa in it. So I rang up and said, look, I want to couple's massage downstairs, X, Y, Z. We turn up for the, the, the massage, and because of COVID, you can't go together, so they've got to separate the two, which is right. fine. So, yep, fine. so um, my vastly better half went first, yep. and I went back to the room and watched TV for a while. And then, uh, anyway, I had to go back down an hour later. As I went to check in at the desk of the spa, my vastly better half is coming out, and she sort of smiled at me and gave me a kiss went past, and I gave her my watch and my wallet, and she took it back out of the room, and she just wasn't looking so... Great after it. Right. So, you no, know, I, I just sort of clocked it and went, okay, we'll talk about this later for sure. But so I go in and uh, I have this little Thai lady and she. They're she, strong. She gets me up on this table and she said, you got to fill out the, the, the form, right? Now, yeah. when you fill out the form, you go, how strong do you want this? Do you want it light, medium, or deep muscle? Yeah, I think that needs so, to be a score out of between one and 10. Which probably needs a little bit more, a few mm. more categories, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I've gone for the deep muscle because okay. that's just. I always the way, choose that. Yeah, I choose and then deep regret muscle. it. Yeah. Well, here's what goes, right? <laughs> we go in and I get up on the table and the lady hits the chimes and the incense comes and the music nice. comes on and blah, you know, all that sensory overload stuff happens. She starts massaging, right? And after uh, after about 30 seconds, she's sort of getting into it. It's getting harder and harder. And she says to me, oh, Chris, I'm just upping the scale to the deep ma- deep muscle massage. Let me know if it gets too hard. I can always come off that pressure. And I said, fabulous. Thank you very much. Within about Thanks another minute, I actually shamefully put my head up and let up and looked over my shoulder and said, excuse me, Quan, I think her name was. Yeah, a little bit too hard. Back it off a notch. Might back that off a notch, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, holy fuck, she's like, I'm going to have <clears> this pussy. Guy. This guy's an absolute <laughs> soft guy. But I was thinking, thinking like, I've got to have bruises up the side of my yeah. shoulders by now. So anyway, the rest of the massage goes on. She does back it off. It was it was good. So bugger lugs here, gets changed, goes back upstairs, walk in. Here's my better half. On the bed, like starfished, looking at the ceiling, can't move. I'm like, are you okay? She goes, oh my God, that was the worst massage I've ever had. I went, 
what happened? <laughs> she goes, I put in there that I just wanted a medium massage. Like, it was so painful, I was crying into the tabletop. Oh, wow. It was that bad. I've been, like, close. I've been close, did, close myself. Why didn't you ask her to stop? She goes, I felt so bad. I didn't want to upset her. I just thought I'd just <laughs> deal with it. Like, so you didn't enjoy any of that. <laughs> you enjoyed none of that. You sat there in sufferance yeah. while she beat the yeah. shit out of And you know that your masseuse is probably sitting in a, a Skyrise apartment yeah. in, in Labrador right yeah. now going, oh, oh I did not get her today. <laughs> A story that comes to mind as you're telling that, actually. I'll tell you about when I got my wisdom teeth removed. I love a good wisdom tooth, especially a compact wisdom tooth. And as a medical tourist, this is going to be good. Did you get your boobs done at the same time? Because I love a good odd judge Yeah, I got them fucking increased. (laughs) That's what happened. I got sick of people worrying about that my boobs were uh, the result of a lack of self-control. So I figured I'd go to Thailand (laughs) and have them increased. And fuck it. No, look, you can feel the implant. It's right there. This is plastic. (laughs) This is sailor. Continue, mate. You had a bit of dental work done. Shit scared of the dentist, as most Mm. of us are. Dentistry is quite expensive in Australia. Sure, sure, sure. Not everyone is in a position where they can afford that. Yeah. Although they need the work done because they're in pain. Or or then you've got people like me who are just a tight ass. You go, why would I do that here when I could do it over there for Mm. half the price? No, it's the best plan. Anywho, go over to Thailand. It looks good on paper. Yeah. Had it already booked in. So I I was having two wisdom teeth removed, both from the In the the chair. Yeah, when, had it booked in with a dentist. This lady was savage. Like, I, I, every time I sit in the dentist's chair, this is the first conversation I have with them. When I walked in this door, mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned, mm-hmm. you and I were friends. Mm-hmm. Ports, when I walk out of this door, you want to be friends with me, don't you? Because yes, I, I want to be, I want yes, to be friends with you. I yes, think I you're a nice guy, yeah. right? Yep. So in order for, to facilitate that, what I need you to do is take your five. Go really slow. Yep. If you think Get it, it needs done properly. If you think it needs five needles, I want you to Six. give it ten. <laughs> no one is in a rush here. Dose if I, dose. Have, if yep. I have to pay you for an extra hour of your time because you're taking so long, Let's do it. I'll fucking happily do that. Yep. But don't hurt me. Yep. Don't so, hurt me because you're fragile. I've had that conversation. Better living through pharmaceuticals, Exactly. Mate. Yep. I've had that conversation with the first mm. dentist. She was just ripped hair bust, mate. Yep. She was going to the point where she pulled the first one out and yep. I went, that's fucking it. You're not doing the second one. Yep. I got out of the fucking chair. We wrapped So you're up. in Bangkok right now. Yeah, yeah. One tooth's gone. Yeah. Uh, not Bangkok, bloody Patong. Yeah, not Patong. Okay. Yeah. So one tooth's she gone. Stitched, she stitched you back up. Yep. yep. Wrapped it up. Fuck you, you're done, Jack. Yep. I'm out. Yep. Part of the problem was I didn't have them removed years and years and years ago. Yeah, I kept yeah. putting so they it com- off. They'd compact yeah, so yeah. the roots keep growing and they compact and they, and they push yeah. on other teeth. Yeah. Anyway, second dentist. <laughs> I know what's coming because the yeah. first one fucking really hurt. Yeah. You know? So I've gone down to the chemist to see if I could physically intimidate him yeah. into giving me medication that he shouldn't give me, yep. which right. I was successful in doing. Nice. So, so, <laughs> so he's giving me a full packet similar to Endone. Okay, um, yeah, so it's a class A. Yeah, 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 the top shelf shit. Yep. Going back to the motel Not room. Code. Yeah, dentist appointment was in about an hour or so. What I've done is I've banged down four of these bats. Tre- tremidol. Tre- tremidol. Tremidol, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I've banged down yeah. four Tremidol in yep. one hit, and then I've gone, I might top that off with a couple of ibuprofen, so I've done four of those as well. Beautiful, yep. As I'm preparing this, get a glass out, go to the fridge. We've got all these bottles of water in there. That one's half empty. Pour that in, grab the tablets. Bang, tablets in the gob, bang, slam the half glass of water. It's vodka. Ooh, this is going to be good. My darling wife yeah. had been taking vodka down to the pool. Yep, and in didn't a water wanna, bottle. Yeah, didn't want to take it in didn't the bottle and get busted. Didn't tell you that was that. So now you've got four Tremadol on board. Yep. 
four ibuprofen. Four ibuprofen on board and a shot of vodka. And a half glass of vodka. Half glass and I'm not talking vodka. about a small glass. This is a big yep. tumbler. And you just open it up and yeah, just boom, pour it in. Yeah, boom, gone. Yep. I went, yep. oh, that tasted like shit. Yeah. Actually, it tasted like vodka. What is that? That's vodka. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, well, you're nerves, pretty well loaded now. Nerves are burning. Yeah. Oh, maybe not enough. Yeah. Ten minutes before the bloody appointment, I'm like, I'm not feeling high. I'm not feeling anything. Yep. I might just have a few more of these Tremadol just in Ooh. case. Four more. Bang. So yeah, there's that. eight on board now. Eight on board. Four ibuprofen. Yeah, eight, four half and a half glass. Had the last wisdom tooth out. Also excruciating pain. Really? Still didn't, didn't. See, in this day and age, modern medicine, mate, you shouldn't I know. feel shit. I want to go to sleep. Why yeah. can't you put me to sleep? Yeah. That was my dentist story. These things seem to keep happening to me. Change of tone, change of pace. We want to talk about something that affects a lot of people around the world. It seems like it's had a bit of a light shine on it in recent times. It has. What we're what we're living through at the moment. Ports, I'll let you take this one. Away? Yeah, I want to touch on the uh, the recent advancements that have been made in Australia on the topic of whether IVF, so in vitro fertilisation, should be subsidised by the Australian government. It's driven a couple of conversations in my circle of life that um, that uh, a few people have sort of thrown in their thoughts around it. And essentially, to date, IVF in Australia has been a privately funded expedition. Mm. So that endeavour to go costly. on. Very costly. There's mm. tens of thousands of dollars go into it, yep. depending on the success rate. And many people out there that are struggling to have children, it is a lifelong investment into mm creating their own families. I mean, I have personal friends that I know for a fact that have spent over $300,000 mm. on their two tra- tremendous children they have today. Yeah, it, but $300,000 they've put into that. Yeah, that's a house. It's, that's it's, a, a, it's a house. Life-changing amount yeah, it of money. Is, it is. And yeah. it's, it's a lot of money. It's big business as well. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it is a business. Mm. That's another conversation. Recently in the media, there has been some inklings of whether the government should subsidise for the IVF of mm. couples that, that are trying to, uh, uh, not even couples, just individuals, mm-hmm. if, if that's the way it should be as well. So I just wanted to bounce a couple of uh, thoughts off you, mate, and and Mm -hmm. how you feel about this because I get frustrated when I see the lower socioeconomic people in Australia whom are single parents but they continue to procreate. They have child after child after child with Mm -hmm. insert the number of fathers or mothers, whatever it is that you want to talk about, that they are being funded by the government. So they need more money to have another child. Mm -hmm. And they just go, they live on welfare and all that breeds is generations that just go back on welfare. And we fund that out of our taxes. And God knows you and I pay a lot of tax and we're funding that. So you've got that extreme of the spectrum where they're just... I think it's important before we move on from there, I think it's important to differentiate in your point there and what you're talking about is the people that we see on the dole in that cycle but have five thousand dollars worth of tattoos all over their body okay yeah yeah, yeah. or or are driving a brand new car or you know just not making good life decisions Decisions. yeah then you want to rely on the government to subsidize this for you thank you that's the point yeah Yeah, so just a little bit of clarity yeah Thank you for that. That's that's exactly where I was going with this. So you've got that end of the spectrum that are doing this and they're living off the government to provide this support for Mm -hmm. them. Then you've got those people who are genuinely trying to have children, but Mm -hmm. they can't. So they have to go and invest their own money into the IVF and it breaks your heart when Mm -hmm. the stories are just tragic. The question is, should the government be subsidising to a level? I don't know what that level is Mm -hmm. and that's open for discussion. This raises two critical points Mm -hmm. and they're, they're quite controversial and perhaps even draconian. Number one, 
should it be means tested? You know, similar to COVID payments from the yep. government and whatever else yep. that we've been going through in the last few years, yep. should it be means tested? So if you're earning a million dollars a year, yep. should you qualify for, you know, $100,000 worth of IVF payment yep. is the first question. Number two is, and this is going to be controversial, I'm not going to express my opinion on it, I'm just going to throw it out there. Should it be means tested in your ability as, an, as a parent as Ooh, well? How do you do that? Because I've seen through my own life experience yep. and I've had some interaction with government bodies such as family and community services for various reasons and I've seen some really fucking shitty parenting. Yeah, I've seen some horrible things of, of neglect. I've spoken to caseworkers who've told me about stories of neglect and shit like that. Yeah. You know, a lot of that is the result of mental illness from the parents, yep. you know, don't have their full capacity. Then the argument also becomes, do we give this person $100,000 to spend on IVF when the government's just dragged them through children's court to have their previous yeah. children removed because of a neglect and abuse issues? So many, so many mm. rabbit holes you can go down yeah. this topic. So I believe I, I need to do a bit more research on it, but I think that the government are considering mm. some form of support for IVF. Okay. Uh, I then, like it. I, I I'm, do too. I'm all for I, it. Let I, me I be am, clear. I am as well. Yeah. I'm all for yeah. it. I think we need to do it yep. because we do support those yep. that are already in this world. Yeah. We need to support those Australian yeah. citizens who are trying. Yep. What that support looks like, I don't yeah. know. I, I know um, a couple of people in my world uh, yeah. whom have had two separate sets of couples yep. whom have got two children to IVF. Mm -hmm. And these people have wanted children. They are yep. tremendous parents. They are yep. good people. They've done everything right by the world. Mm -hmm. Just couldn't have children. Yeah. So they've, the, the amount of money that they've pumped into yeah. this to get that happy family wow. unit, the, you know, the 2.4 mm. children picket fence, they wanted that. Yeah. And they happily have done it. And then you go to the other end of the spectrum where you've got, you know, that portion of society whom are not good parents. Yep. They're pumping out children. Mm. They're getting 100% support from the government. They're getting, you know, government-funded housing. They're yep. getting government handouts and they keep on rinse and repeating this behavior yeah. it's that's their career that they've yeah. made out of it yeah um really really hard situation yeah i don't know mate oh because i'm all for it because same as you yeah, I, i've yeah. had friends along the way who, who are a friend of mine right now that yeah it was heartbreaking to watch mm. never had that issue or never had to go through that but i can absolutely empathize with people that are for sure yeah yeah, yeah. me too i i think so it needs to be what done that right. support looks like yeah I don't know the yeah. answer to that question, but I think fundamentally, yep. yes, it should be taken. Care yeah, of. absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to wrap up soon. A couple of more topics I wanted to touch on: the removalists. Yes. When we moved into that house that we were in, yep. we booked a removalist then, and, and they didn't show up. Here's a tip for the beginners: don't try and book your removalist based on lowest possible cost. Yeah. Because my at uh, that time, my wife had booked it on Task Finder, Air, Task, Finder, yeah, Air, yeah, Air yeah. Tasker. Yeah. So she booked it on there. Seven o'clock that morning, the removalist rang me, and he's like, oh, mate, I'm just up at Daisy Hill, which is near Brisbane. Yep. Uh, I'm just up at Daisy Hill. It's starting to rain here. Do you? What do you reckon? Do you want to call this off? Uh, no, mate. No. We're like we've, low, both, mate. we've both taken the day off. We've both spent two weeks packing boxes. We both have it ready to go. Yeah. We are going today. Come about 10 o'clock after trying to call him multiple times and up. he answers, yeah. hasn't answered. We'd resigned to the fact that I then had to go hire a truck and move the whole goddamn house ourselves. And you'd already paid old mate. Yeah. House that we were moving into. We didn't actually look 
through it. We were renting that house and we got to the point where we were going to that many open homes to, yeah, for rentals yeah, and blah, blah, yeah. blah and missing out on them that we just went, fuck it, let's just put a form in on this one. So you really Bang. didn't know what was inside it? No. Yep. Bang, we got it. After the removalist hasn't turned up and hide the truck and packed it and gone, driven down there, got the keys for the first time walking through the house, we discover the double door fridge, the king size mattress off our bed and the lounge won't fit up right, the staircase. Yeah. It's a, it doubles back on itself. Yes, There's a yes. corner in the staircase. Shit. After lots and lots and lots and lots of swearing, Ben then takes himself off to a uh, higher mob, gets this sort of crane trolley, type, winchy, trolley thing. winchy thing, yep. and we take those things up over the veranda into the house. Yep. That's and how you did that with your wife? I did that with Michelle. And and Maddox would have been about five years old at that stage. Hiding because he didn't recognise a lot of the swear words he heard that day. <laughs> the guy said, I've had the conversation with the removalist guy who was located yep. here on the Gold yeah. Coast, went with a reputable mob, took their price at face value. Yep. Had a conversation. On that conversation, I said to him, okay, king size mattress, fridge, yep. lounge, have to go over the veranda. That's the hardest part of yeah. the deal. This is the this is the gig. Yep. yep. Other than that, we've got everything packed downstairs, ready to go. That's just gonna be the hardest part of it. So yep. that you're right. Yep, no worries at all, mate. We can sort that out. Guys turn up. I met him in the driveway as part of that same conversation. Very similar to what I've just yeah. said. Guys, just so that you're aware, it's all packed up downstairs in boxes, yep. blah, blah, blah. That's simple. Upstairs, challenges, fridge, mattress, lounge. Oh, no one told us about that. And I went, well... Okay, your boss knows. Yeah, that's what I said. Yep. I, I said, I've had two conversations with your boss this week. Yeah. And I told him on both of those occasions to be aware of these things. Oh, no one's told us. That usually attracts an extra fee of $150. But and that's I, not his problem. That's his boss's problem. True. And I said, well, mate, no one's told me anything about an extra fee. And to be quite honest with you, I don't give a fuck about an extra fee. What I do give a fuck about is it's moving day. Yeah. And, and everything, those three items off yeah, this balcony. Everything goes on moving day, yeah. regardless. Yeah, everything he's like, goes. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about this. And he grabs the other two boys, and we walk up through the house. We go up the stairs, and they're looking at the fridge, and everyone's standing around with a puzzled look on their face. And they're like, "How are we going to do this? That's oh, your we craft. Need, we need it." And then it comes out. We need at least another four blokes here to do this. I went, mate, let me fucking stop you right there. The fridge that you're currently standing in front of, (laughs) my wife and I got it in here. You've got three blokes here and you're talking about you need another four more? Yeah. Should we just cancel the other four blokes and ring my missus? Or do you want to fucking sort it out yourself? We'll get Michelle in here. Oh, mate, carry on. Like, it was just... Dead set. It was just whinging for at least another 20 minutes or so sort of thing to the point where I went, mate, tell you what, if it's too hard... Don't worry about it. I'll fucking drag my poor missus out here and get her to fucking yeah, help and we'll, me. Yeah, we'll winch this thing and, and you'll be fine, mate. Don't yeah. worry. You just go home. And he's, you know what his response was? Oh, great. No worries at all. Wow, really? That was genuinely That his, was at that he moment was where the red rag yep. was in front of the bull. He was happy to walk away from it and go, no, nah, fuck you. You can move your own fridge and land. So I, I thought about it after a while. I thought, no, fuck this. So I rang his boss. And I said, mate, I don't have an issue with an extra fee. I don't have an issue with it's yep. a difficult job. I don't have an issue with helping. I don't sure have an issue with any of these things what i have an issue with is that they turned up with the wrong fucking attitude to start yep. with. that's what i have an issue. Yep. you're a mover dude in case you missed that is the your fucking job memo yeah this is what you do every day lounges beds and fridges are part of that job exactly it's 30 yep. percent of your job yep. i'd go as far as that yeah. you know what to his credit the boss man said to me no worries mate i'll be there in 20 minutes yep so i've been packing the ute doing runs in yeah. between and whatever yeah. so i've done a run by the time i've got back boss is there fridge is out of the house on the truck 
all wrapped up in blankets, done properly. I made a point of sending that guy a message that afternoon yeah. saying, I just wanted to go out of my way and send you a message and acknowledge what you did today yeah, because I was you. very thankful for it. Right. You, I presented you with a problem. Yep. You came up with a solution. There was yep. no issues no whatsoever. Yep. You were here within half an hour and the but job was done. But your team who turned up looked for every excuse not to fucking do exactly it. Right. And here's what shits me about that is that they were happy to do 80% of the job. Yeah. The easy shit with the pre-packed boxes in the back of the truck, that's fine. The, the challenging part of the job, yep. oh, no, no, we, we can't do that. You, you know what they did, though? At the end of the day, they still hit me up for some wild turkeys. Okay, uh, so that brings to a close another fantastic and productive Thanks, and Benny. Positive. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Thank you very much. Mm. A couple of acknowledgements, a couple of mentions. Follow us on our Instagram and Facebook. So... I'll give you those addresses. Get ready. M-E-A-T-I-O-C-R-I-T-Y. So our Instagram and Facebook are at Mediocrity PC. So follow us on both of those. Be putting out some posts, might put out some surveys and stuff. Love your feedback. We're starting to work on some merch. We're looking at uh, doing some shirts, T-shirts, stubby killers. So we'll bring you some more Yep, watch this uh, space. Information on there yep. about that stuff. We'd like to acknowledge the house band, the Dirty Tees. The Tees. Everybody downtown loves the Tokyo. Dirty Tees. Love a Dirty Tee. Uh, I believe the Facebook address for that one was at Dirty TS. Yep. Uh, you can find those guys. And that's a wrap. That's episode two. If you've got any ideas for content or anything you want to hear about or anything you want to know, yep. hit us up on socials. Hit us up wherever. Uh, happy to work with you guys. Really love putting this stuff together. Having a good time so far. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.